All right, welcome back to a yet another installment of the Panthered In podcast. I'm your host Cameron, and I'm joined today by we're gonna go the other way, Jacob, hey Mr. Guys. Producer here, um, and J Dub, co-host J Dub. What's up? Um, Doug is here, but he is not in the building at the moment. He's gonna go get a cap because his head is cold. No, I think it's the lights. I know, really I know. Bright. The lights are really bright. Maybe the cool. lights are hurting his eyes. Yeah. We don't know what he's He's smoked. so hungover. Anyway. <laughs> he's not going to like it. No, he's not. I don't care. Um, so anyway, so today's topic, we're going to be talking about Mr. Lavoy Finnicum and the tragic and untimely death that he had at the hands of federal agents in 2016. Um, J-Dub, would you like to kick it off with a little background on Mr. Lavoy Finnicum? Yeah. Uh, So his his first, so his full name is Robert Lavoy Finnicum. He was born in, on January 27th, 1961 in Utah. And he is a, he was an Arizona rancher. He ran a foster home. Uh, His ranch actually was a non-income ranch. So basically like, so what is that exactly? Non-income. Basically, the ranch the, pays for itself. Yeah. So so it's like you're not making any profit, but you're not having to put any money in. But as most ranchers and farmers know, that's probably not the case because you have to put in money. Yeah. Most of it. Most. So farms, in other words, it was self-sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's a pretty good task itself just yeah to it's be good able not, to make that happen yeah, yeah i'm not we're not trying to like downplay it but yeah oh yeah if i mean that's can, if you can get your wife to get a job in town then you've got yourself a living yeah. well then he's got he's he had a foster home which i don't know how many kids he had like during the whole time but he's he's getting paid for that yeah you said earlier he had 11 kids yeah so it says he has uh, it says a children 11 now i'm not exactly sure if that's counting the foster kids like i'm sure he probably adopted mm-hmm. one of at least one of the foster kids before we go in any further uh mentioning one of his uh biological children if you're going to go on tiktok uh it's at one cowboy's daughter it's his uh it's i think her name's chalice finnicum and she posts a lot of stuff about her dad which is which i follow her and it's a lot of info that the media doesn't want to tell you. So just wanted to mention that. Um, and she's gotten banned quite a few times. Yeah. She? she has a backup right now. She's got 65 K followers. So I think she's doing pretty good, but, but yeah, anyways. um, So he was a, the, and when I was looking through a lot of the stuff, they all, they always paint him as an anti-government just white supremacist, white nationalist and all this extremist extremist. But, and it's kind of funny and I wish I had it. I'm on her page. I'm on the, his daughter's page right now. And there's actually a video during the occupation of, uh, that we'll get into later. And he said, and he said on a a multiple speeches that he was not anti-government and he wasn't, uh, like he even, he wasn't even anti-federal government. He said like he was, wanted less federal government but he says that the federal government had its place mm-hmm. in the way we run things but what we're going to get into is him and a lot of people seeing that the federal government was overstepping their bounds so yeah. but uh i also want to say in his 
not early life, but background before everything went down. Uh, the only income he had was the foster house that he had with all his foster kids. Cause, uh, you do get paid by the government to house those kids. They pay you for like food, clothing, stuff like that. Uh, and that was like his main income. He was taking care of the kids, but I mean, you don't, if you're spending it right, you don't have to spend all that money on the kids you can use some of it to help your life and theirs as well because i'm sure that they were all living together but after a while they they took that away the government took that away didn't they the, and the foster mm-hmm. they took it away after the after the shooting oh it, okay i'm pretty I sure thought that was before sorry uh, uh yeah it's well so reading a little bit of it uh, it was a, it was actually a, it was called, it was a, it was a, I don't know what it was called, but it was a, it was a home for, t- for troubled boys. So I'm assuming all of them were boys. Mm-hmm. And it says in 2009, Arizona paid them 115 grand to, for the foster children Dang. there. And then in January, which is when this event happens, uh, in January 2016, the state removed all of his Finicum's foster children because of his involvement in the occupation of Mahler. I, we don't know if we're saying it right, but Mahler National Wildlife Refuge, which is where we're kind of going to get into. Yeah, and I think this is probably the best place to get into it because there's not much to say about his background. I mean, it's it's a normal background. He grew up on a farm. Grew up farming, ranching, and ranching, and rancher. Uh, Doug, didn't you say it was a uh, land dispute over that was the reason well, they gra- said the grazing, grazing, right? Grazing that they paid for grass and water and stuff like that that they paid for. So, what, how much information? Because that during my research on. The occupation of the Malheur, Malheur, whatever, the National Wildlife Refuge, a lot of the stuff I could find didn't explicitly explain, nobody explained the reason on why they chose to occupy. And they really didn't get into anything. I knew... To me, it was kind of, from what I watched and seen, it was kind of a central location. It was a government-owned facility kind of like a conservation area mm-hmm. you know we have in this state different places of such and such wildlife areas and this and mm-hmm. that and they've got buildings facilities on them where they where they may put on meetings this and that you've got you've got everything you need you've got electricity you've got stoves you've got refrigeration you've got and it's there for public use when, well, no, not necessarily for public use, but it's there when they have a program or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I think it was, that's, well, looked to me like what they'd done it for. Well, because out there, like out that way, like where we're at and kind of in the east of the country, the like when you're like ranching, you don't need as much land for cows, like as many acres per cow, but out there you need a lot more. And I think a lot of the time, like it's hard for hay and then just having grass in general. So I, 
the way I understood it was this was like a place that everyone kind of like your taxes went to it and it could be used for grazing mm-hmm. if the local farmers needed it. Yeah, because I know. Um, and then the, then, sorry, but then the good. the Bureau of Land Management came in and was basically, that was like the main, one of the main reasons. Because I know when back in 20, back in 2016, so around when this was happening, uh, I went out on a trip to Montana for the summer and I know we, we passed through a lot of areas where they had big ranches and stuff. And we were driving through these, I gosh, I can't remember the name of the mountains, but we're, they were not like huge mountains. Um, probably the big horns, the big horns. Yeah. We're driving through the big horn mountains running up to Wyoming and, uh-huh. and we're driving through the big horn mountains and you would, we would pass through this federal land driving through and there's actually several instances where I saw cowboys unloading cattle. They'd, they'd bring them in on trailers and they'd unload cattle on this federal land and they were taking them up into the mountains and the bighorns to run them for the summer. And they'll bring to, them out of there mm-hmm. in October before the hunting season yep. starts. Yep. And they, they were, cause we were going out. I think it was, maybe they were bringing them back in cause it was later in the summer. It was, I don't know, but they were moving them around or whatever, but we literally, you could, we drive by and you'd see them unloading them cattle and they'd all be on horseback and stuff and they'd be taking them up trails and whatnot um so that just i don't know that i've seen it i can testify that's what a lot of people do out there because you may have your home ranch but you take your Mm -hmm. your cattle out to graze on this public land and that's a huge thing out there Mm -hmm. is taking advantage of that public land to graze well like yeah because when i was up in i was up in uh south dakota in the black hills and i went to custer state park well like you went on this one road like a scenic road and they had like it the the attraction was well obviously the mountains and stuff but they had like a bison herd there Mm -hmm. but when we were driving through there was there was cows there Mm -hmm. like there was all kinds of cows there too and i don't i mean i'm not i don't know like that could have been but i'm i'm just wondering if that was somebody who has like a contract with the federal government or something with the state park and i've i don't know 100 for sure but i've heard like even here in our state passing comments and passing things about people even grazing public land here i know it's probably a lot more restricted and and probably not as needed and probably not as needed but i've heard passing comments which doug after the podcast i'll fill you in a bit more on it um but i've heard of there are opportunities even here in the midwest of maybe getting into stuff like that but i'm not 100 percent sure on that anyway we're getting kind of off topic so sorry (laughs) we're talking about great grazing rights i actually mean that this is is another thing well it's if you've got contracts and stuff with the government and you've paid your fees and dues to hang on to all this yes Mm -hmm. it does have something to do with yeah Uh, i've watched them bring them down out of the mountains up there in wyoming and they'll they'll bring them right down the highway like this and Mm -hmm. right out here be strung out for miles may just be uh, one in particular if lady a horseback out in front a couple of dogs a couple of dogs and her husband behind and the cattle were mile mile and a half two miles down that road they're bringing them down out of the area we're going hunting up up there in so it's 
it's if you've got those rights and you've paid the fees for them and this and that, yeah, you expect to get what you've paid for. And so that's why this whole that's kind of a a reason. This is was it the main reason they they were protesting? Well, here were well, they restricting grazing rights on them. I was um, well when I was doing some research, I actually forgot about this because the 2016 thing is like it's not that what they were doing wasn't because Finnicum because it happened in Oregon, mm-hmm. like these the protests where the where he when he got shot. Um, but he, I mean, he didn't obviously didn't live in Oregon. He was kind of just there as support as another group to support. Well, cause like in 2015, so I'm looking here, he decided, so he was, he had a, ter- he had a uh, grazing permit and in 2015 he stopped complying with, and he had, a, it was, the permit was with the Bureau of Land Management and he started, he started making YouTube videos and I've, I've watched a couple and I don't know if they're still up anymore like i'm sure he had a channel where he would like talk he would either talk to the camera or he would talk to like a group and post it mm-hmm. but um uh so he ba- he basically saying that it was unconstitutional for the federal government to own blm lands and said he was in, and he was inspired by the bundy standoff he was with the black lives matter lands yes <laughs> but yeah so um so the and the bundy standoff happened in 2014 okay, you've got that yeah. now your system you cannot use it again <laughs> today okay checklist Dang it. um but well, yeah uh so and fin- the- hold on i've heard i've heard things not a whole lot but i've heard shady things here and there about the blm not black lives matter but the bureau of land management doug can you attest to that any at all have you heard anything like that just kind of the I've heard they're kind of shady or kind of well, anal aren't, about. Aren't they the ones that enforce like, uh, oh crap, it just left my head. Uh, where they can, where the government can like legally take your land for. Like if you don't want to sell it, they yeah, can just be like, oh, well there's for something wrong like with it. market value. Yeah. Like give um, you eminent domain. Imminent, that's what it's called. Eminent now. domain laws, which that, those don't are they, bullshit either way. Yeah. But, but don't they, uh, oversee that it's a government agency tell me it's not got its that's true but the government's there for us yeah right it does our job um but he so he stopped um in six months he occur uh he was twelve thousand dollars in fees and fines for not paying that was our so he was already protesting so this was like i guess this is where he was getting his not necessarily fame but his following his that he arc. could then bring to the the deal that going on in Oregon, which the Bundy family was also highly involved in. Mm-hmm. His uh, his son, I think, Amon Bundy, he yeah. was one of the main guys in this uh, what what the government calls a occupation or an insurrection, maybe. So this is what I found real quick on the Bureau of Land Management. Apparently, they have oversight over about one-eighth of the country's land mass. They have jurisdiction over one-eighth. That's too much. That is, that is. I mean, that is too much. That's a lot. Yeah. Especially when they'll just turn around and sell it to China or other foreign countries without our knowing, without us having an opportunity to bid on it and put it back in the hands of the American citizens. 
to me that's just got wrong road all over it because it's just like conservation departments i've been so aggravated over the years because i've watched it several times families that will die they'd have no children or heirs mm. to leave it to oh so they'll leave it to the conservation department yeah but you got to put my name on it such and such name uh park wildlife area okay you have just took that old family farm and put it into brush and weeds again and mm -hmm. it'll never be productive again yeah some people may go out and enjoy it hunting looking at the scenery yeah or walking to it but it'll never be productive again as far as feeding this country yeah and really well in my and and with our conservation department getting one eighth cent of every penny spent in this that's the last thing i'm going to do is leave them anything but a <laughs> one of those in my oh, yeah. opinion i think uh a farm with like because it's giving too much power yeah a farm with a field of crops looks way more appealing to me than just a forest because you can see a lot further and it's just like rolling hills with mm -hmm. usually straight rows of just crops i think it looks way more beautiful like that than and there's a place just, for forests yeah but the, but the thing is and the, like there's a place for those things and then there's also but but like you said, we need we need production, and it's not like I don't know. It's just it's like they're taking like because if it really comes down to it, like yeah, they'll make it a nature preserve. I, okay, and, I will say this though: um, majority of the state-run land, at least in this state, especially like forests, conservation areas, a lot of them are used for productive timber sales. So they allow like. The conservation manages the forest in order for basically timber sales. The who gets the money? The the people that get the money probably just the conservation. Bingo. But and then timber in turn, that timber state, that even if it's just going to the state conservation, which most of it probably is, which I'm not as as mad at, but I guarantee you the federal government gets their cut. Oh, I guarantee you they do sure. too. But to be fair. I mean, you're, you're sitting here talking about productivity. You're having timber production right there. I mean, these logging yeah, companies also, can come in. Come private in. citizen can log their own timber. That's true. I'm not. I'm not saying put it into production. I'm not saying you guys are wrong. Better not be. I'm not. I'm just playing devil. <laughs> will kill you. Don't I'm, make me come across this table, Douglas. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I know. I'm just. I know. I'm just laying it out there because that's that's how you have an open discourse and discussion as you you. Okay, we're Look getting both sides. We're getting pretty Lavoie's far off. Finicum, yes. Uh, so well, I mean, well, I think this is kind of getting in the mindset yeah, of him. Yeah, like, this is probably his. Mindset. Well, it's overreach. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. overreach. Is yeah. what what it amounts to, mm -hmm. and and how it's once it's gone from the private sector hands, guys, it don't ever come back. No, it does not. Whether it goes to a state entity, a federal entity, or a foreign entity. Well, mm -hmm. and see, Lavoy wasn't even. Like he want, he was, he had said want, he wanted this to be in private hands, but he also said multiple times he was okay with it being in county hands or, or, or like, or, or even state hands. But the, fe but he was just like the federal is just way too much. Because 
we've still got somewhat control over a count mm-hmm. on a county level. Yeah. Even a state level, we have way more control over. Yeah. And it's than we do over than we do over a federal level. Yeah. And yeah. but it's also uh, for a federal, it's hard to get like any communication between. Yeah. Federal government is way harder. It's hard. To it's going to be hard with. for you to walk up to their office and sit down and have a across the table conversation where we can go to the county seat and sit down and talk to these people. Yeah. Or, and at the very least, I mean, you, you can, if you want to go to your state Capitol, which is a lot easier than going to DC, depending on where you are. But, but I mean, it's not even like they're going to listen to you in DC anyways. Yeah. I mean, they might not listen to you at the state, at your state Capitol, but they're way, it's going to be easier to, it's going to be easier to communicate with them. Yeah. They're way more likely to actually listen or just, be there to have you yell at them for a while than our uh, yeah. DC. They're getting their money. They're getting their money either way. Yeah. Well, and also keep in mind, we're talking about elected people as opposed to appointed people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, you know, county level, local level, it's, it's elected folks as opposed to on a federal deal. Those people are appointed those jobs by, Sorry, so and so's up there. That so what you know? Mm-hmm. So throw me out. Well, you can't because you can't vote them out of office. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, but while while we were talking about that uh, conservation stuff, I was looking a little bit more, and uh, I was looking at what they said the causes were of the occupation of however you say the the national wildlife refuge well just uh, let's just call it the wildlife refuge yeah from here really because i cannot pronounce anything <laughs> but uh the reason they say it was occupied Mahler. yeah uh the reason they say it was occupied was because of the federal arsony that was happening or that happened and the there were people there that pled guilty and uh they had them in prison yeah sorry they They had them them released yeah they wanted them released and also for some reason it says the leader believed he was in a had a defined message i was i I saw that and i was like i who i don't know who they're i don't know who they're like saying that was but as far as I can tell, it wasn't Lavoy, and I don't know yeah. about the Bundy guy. I kind of don't think it was the Bundy guys. I heard a lot about them being Mormons. So I, I mean, they're from. I got a lot to say about Mormons, and it's not going to be on this podcast. <laughs> God, uh, fair enough. But, <laughs> um, I I saw that, and I was like, why do they always go? Why do they always go for cults like? They basically labeled them as a cult, a almost. Cult. Well, because it's easier for for the masses to gather the masses. Oh, it's a cult. Yeah. Oh, they're white supremacists. Oh, they're racist. They have okay. a weird. They have Buzz a weird. You have my attention. Yeah. Yeah. We're they like, have oh, a weird they're racist, belief. so I have to hate them. Yeah. It's just like Waco. Yeah. They like that kind of thing. They. How many? How many listeners of uh, a newscast at night want to drop? what they're doing in the kitchen to run look at the news when it says a rancher is yeah, I would is a rancher's protesting is protesting you know not too many not no. too many at the very on the big grand scheme of things now I would yes yeah. most of us would here because 
the farmers and ranchers. But, bold, bold of you to assume I watch the news. Yeah, yeah, exactly, anything. exactly. Or let's say turn it up on the radio whenever you hear it, whatever. That's true. Yeah, I got that old-timey radio right above my bed that oh. I turn. Oh, Grandma's letting us listen to the radio. Gosh. My soap's on. My soap's on. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, That's enough about grandma. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to talk no. about that more. Uh, but also, apparently, there were the leader. There were more than just uh, Lavoy Finicum as like the main leaders. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it was Amon Bundy and Ryan Bundy were two of them. And then, uh, gosh, these are going to be horrible names. Brian Calver, Cal- Cavalier, I think. Cavalier, gosh. Blaine Cooper, Ryan Payne, and uh, John Ritzerham. And I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Lavoy was the only casualty during the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I think he, he wasn't more dedicated or not, not to say that, but he, I don't think he was more dedicated than the rest of them. I think they were all very dedicated to this, Mm -hmm. but I think Lavoie just kind of didn't care if he died or not anymore. Because, I mean, I'm sure, like you said, they took away his foster home uh, in January. It doesn't say exactly when. I think it was was while this was going on. Yeah, it was while it was going on. it wasn't like it was after he died. Yeah, and I think after that is really when he kind of just... I don't care if I live or die, but this is something that I'm going to fight to believe in that I am going to fight because I believe so hard in it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's not necessarily why he was the only casualty, Mm -hmm. but it definitely contributed to it. Well, like in one of his YouTube videos, he, um, it, well, actually no, in one of the newscasts on, I think it was MSNBC, uh, cause well, they dubbed him the tarp man. Cause he sat on a tarp. He was like, he had another tarp that he would, like, cover himself with if there was, like, weather or something. Mm-hmm. But he said during it, uh, like, I have no intention of spending any of my days in a concrete box. Like, yeah. so he wasn't going to go to prison. And the thing is, it's like, he, like, you can just paint it as this is his mindset. But you got to think, he's having trouble with the federal government already. He's leading by example. And his doing. foster, his foster home got taken. Yeah. So now he's sitting there. That was like, his only income. That too. was his only income, and I'm sure it wasn't just solely income. He probably why would why would somebody open a foster home, and then just like just it, you'd be really cold hearted just to open a foster home only to get money. Get money. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he had a good connection with those kids, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that yeah they probably liked him. I mean, he was a parent. To him. Listen, so I mean, they didn't have being a foster but, parent takes that is a gift. Yeah, that would be so tough to do to go in there, love a child as your own, treat them as your own, raise them the best of your ability to be an upstanding citizen in society of today and in the future, and to have to turn around and you know give them up because. They're going to be adopted or whatever. You know, it's it's possibly te- uh, temporary, but to love them as your own, man, that 
that takes a special, special person. I could not do it because I couldn't take the attachment and then, to, giving and, and then have mm-hmm. to the separation, even though if you did stay in contact mm-hmm. from then on, it would still be just. And even then they might have uh, certain regulations, rules of contact after. Exactly. After yeah. the, the yeah. child is because, adopted. And see, yeah. the sucky part is the child, the children in the, in the foster need that type of person that they is need it. Care. Yeah. We all needed it. But it's children. Yeah. And I mean, it's also one thing to, have like one or two be adopted uh every maybe like month or so or however mm-hmm. many time however long a time but it's a whole nother thing for all every one of the foster kids you're housing right now to just be taken away yeah because i'm sure there were quite a bit there mm-hmm. and they were and this just, is in another state. This is all t- going down while he's protesting. Mm-hmm. And so now he has that in the back of his mind is like, my home is basically under, like not necessarily attack, but it's under attack in the sense they're taking it away. Yeah. They're taking away. It's a perfect in, yeah. example of what he's trying to prove to him. This is what, this is what will happen to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this is how easy they can take your life away from you. Yep. I mean, you know, there was lots of town hall meetings and stuff going on through all this where the community would come together and they they would they would uh, lay the case out why we're here, what we're doing, what we're trying to achieve. And it it all boiled down to is if we do not stand up to these tyrannical authorities, I don't know how else to put it. Um Hey, Doug. They will take what? We're going to take an ad break. I'm sorry. We Do got it. 10 seconds left. I hate, I hated to cut you out during that rant, but. All right, we're back. Douglas, you were saying about the town hall meetings they were hosting and protesting these, these grazing right disputes. Yeah, I mean, they were trying to, I kind of forgot where we left off, but uh, they were, they were rallying, trying to explain to the, to the locals because there were some of the locals were spooked mm-hmm. about outsiders coming in to their part of the country and you know they're they're armed that the media was calling yeah militia and militia and, mm-hmm. yeah stuff like that and which supremacists. I, like, yeah and i i don't believe that's a fair portrayal of them at all no i believe they were just trying to get the locals and everybody to understand look folks if we don't if we don't beat this back It'll be your place next. Well, they're coming after us. And and let's face it, our private property rights is one of the big things they are dead set mm-hmm. against today at this very moment. I mean, they're, they're looking at it. You, you name it. They're, they're, they've got it surrounded how to, how to take our private well, property rights. Just because that's our for, individual. For power. example, for example, look at the, the rising cost of houses on the market just land in general and just land in land, general. land in general is a big thing uh, yeah. housing market's one thing uh, it's you'll be is... you'll be fine as long as you live in one of these government set, uh set up low housing areas over my dead body that that's that's where they want you because it's it's basically the old 1930s ghettos mm-hmm. yeah, you know and they you, want everyone in the big they cities. want everybody that way. one thing i just you made know it, why i just because made a connection it, then here. we go to talking we get into the 15 minute cities then yeah right yep 
So I just made a connection here. Look in our hometown, the kind of houses they're building out there. Yep. Yep. The low income housing. Yep. Yep. Oh, and they keep built. They, they keep apartments. Where? Apartments. They are My putting them God. up like because like apartments it took, is it government took the, low income housing and stuff. Where yeah, you, yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, you and, know, and those no three? jobs. They're not bringing no industry no. into the. They'll fight a. They'll fight an industry that provides jobs tooth and nail to keep them from coming in. But they'll they'll let every Tom, Dick, and Harry build a, a little old uh, complex subdivision or duplex with the houses identical to one another well yeah. and then they use the pl- the allure of a small small town but our town's our town is in a very good spot in correlation of a pretty major city bigger small bigger, bigger small city. town the so the thing is you can country. be so this is a good place because like if you're i mean if you're if you want to be out in a small town you can go east or west or wherever and you'll be in a small town but you're going to be an hour, two hours, three hours from this big city from Walmart of a Walmart. And then, but, but right here you have that same feel, but you're what, maybe 20 minutes, 30 and people minutes. People still complain. People still complain about it. Well, but then the thing is they're like, Oh, we moved out here to be a, uh, to be, uh, in a farm, small in, country. Ca- in, a, in a country, in the country, even though they're not. And, but then they're like, but why isn't there a Walmart here? I'm not going to get into it, but my hometown in Virginia is a key example of why you do not build a Walmart in in a small town. I'm not. Yeah, we you're, better. You I better. You already, you already explained yeah. that a few times. But. Let's not get into that. Uh, Sorry, I, but <laughs> yeah, don't, I just, just I had that light I mean, bulb moment. Let, let's jump. Let's well, jump gonna, back to rallying the locals around the cause. I was going to say uh, around here it was around in this area that we're living in a, a while ago this was before i was any of us were born doug might have been alive i don't know but uh they were trying to flood this area oh i watched it twice i got i've been alive for both of them really the one back in the 70s mm-hmm. when the corps of engineer tried to take this part of the country over and build a a, a lake then for recreation and my dad was one of the big opposition leaders in it then and and neighbor down here was huge and uh it made local headlines i mean they fought it tooth and nail and they beat it back in the in the 70s and then in the 90s we had it again for a water supply for our big city to mm -hmm. the east of us is what it was going to be for then and i i mean they're probably going to try it again too and and they're back then and they're trying the more generations that are here they're gonna uh count on that they're not as attached to this land and that they're more well, attached there, to there's, money there's a lot but there would be now a lot more lakefront properties right yeah now and they think ooh, we'll have those people for sure yeah because they've got their bass boat sitting there in the garage mm-hmm. and instead of driving 50 miles to the lake they can drop down over the hill and be right on it and they can well, kiss now see, my really wide ass well now see like so explaining the 70s and the 90s thing now it's harder for the media to paint the people that live there as a bad people yeah. like they can but just imagine if there was a group uh in uh, the state next to us and they came here to support you 
all they have to do is just like, oh, there's armed militants coming to stop this. I'll, I'll tell you a quote, and this made the paper and some of the news deals back in the 70s. And the dam they proposed was just a mile and a half from here. And my dad, on a radio, local radio program back then and a local newspaper, they quoted him as saying, if they build it, it'll be a bloody one. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Based. Yeah. That's Mega awesome. Based. Grandpa's great. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I love that. And the one in the 90s, I'll never forget this. One of the, I think it was a commissioner or something for the county. And of course, dad was uh, the Republic, the uh, Republican Party. What they call that leader majority? Yeah, in in this part of the country, the mm-hmm. the committee committee leader at one mm-hmm. time he's the president of it, and one of the one of the old judges was was in favor and trying to help promote it, and well, he he was playing both sides of the fence. It's what he was doing. Yeah. And I remember I was driving a dump truck locally there in town and I had the radio on and they had a meeting in town that day at city utilities and dad stood right up there in front of him and said, I'm just going to tell you right up front. I don't trust old so-and-so to be on our side on this. He named his name and he said, I don't trust him. And you know, he he was he was a he was a big he was a big hard fighter in that back then well that's that's the thing he, should he was be. he was trying to do what lavoy was trying to do and everyone get, there yeah everyone there uh get people together and have a common goal and actually execute that goal instead of everybody being divided as much as they were then and then, then the question's always like, well, why couldn't they do that without their guns? Well, because they can. Why do that? Why do you need them not to have their guns? Back then, they did. Uh, both of these conflicts and these deals were settled mm-hmm. without anybody showing any yeah. sign of force of or, or anything like that. Yeah. Sure, the situation was a little different, but the threat was the same. Mm-hmm. The threat was the same. They threatened uh, eminent domain and everything. We we scrambled for help from anybody we could get it from. Mm-hmm. And studies, uh, ecological studies, economical studies, just all kinds of stuff like that. The lake fluctuation. I don't know if you guys know it, but do you realize the fluctuation of that lake would have been from right down there at that highway mm-hmm. to the highway 12 miles east really? runs Dang. between those two interstates. Wow. That's, now, that's a lot of fluctuation. Yeah, that's a pretty big fluctuation. That's going this. That's going from right here having water at your doorstep to trickling down there and the rest of it just old barren land. Mm-hmm. It's... it's uh, it, mm. It's unreal how how that affects and how many people that affects. And this, it's the same principle as what these people are doing. And this is happening 
this is i mean this has at least been happening since the 70s during that one time but this is happening all over the country yeah all the time and the thing is they it they can just like they probably they might have they could have maybe fought hard, harder like the government on this deal on the deal here but and i mean today i i truly believe they would today yeah. i truly believe the fight would be much tougher today because look at the difference in the the mindset the the, the government's a lot more militant yes and they've got people infiltrated in all your school boards your local uh uh city councils yep. your um uh what they call that the oh they, they try to pass it off as something great but it's 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 really i'll think of it here in a minute and yeah. i'll spout it out like rain man <laughs> yeah so, but, but yeah uh, uh i don't know they're a, they're a lot more in embedded now than than what they was because this part of the country back then was not near as radicalized as it is today because we've we've watched it hit the west coast or the east coast and bounce back and forth and it always lands in the middle but it'll go from one to the other i've said this on this podcast and in many conversations trends or whatever it is it'll go from one whichever side it starts on it'll go plumb to the other first and then it'll bounce and land back here yeah and look at the people and influx of population that we're getting and where they're coming from mm -hmm. where they're coming from either from over there or over there why because this is the last holdout we've got you know we don't have the hurricanes yeah we've got tornadoes but we don't have the hurricanes we earthquakes is not an issue uh we're not going to slide off into the ocean crap like that well california needs to be speeding un that part of unfortunately this chamber of commerce <laughs> nice i told you i told you to hit me nice. there it is there's my rain man moment i'm gonna check that but but, okay, uh, that but unfortunately the this event we're talking about the lavoy finicum thing is kind of kind of it shows what if this happened today because this is only seven years ago mm -hmm. so and we kind of we, we could probably get into i mean there's not much that happened in the like it was just a whole it was just a protest yeah people reporters were coming in it was talking. like it was it an occupation protest like the uh, man was like, on the way to see the sheriff yeah when, when they the, set up the roadblock yep and had the helicopter above yep. and and had him blocked in he was on the he told him he told him i'm going to go talk i'm to the going sheriff. to go talk to sheriff come go with me yep they was always invited it mm -hmm. was david koresh all them guys i mean they were always there was plenty of times to arrest them or do whatever they did it didn't have to go down this way yep yep they never yeah they never execute the plan at the right moment yeah but so i think i think what we should do is talk about just the 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 chase the mm. basically the main event of this protest kind of just go over a baseline and then after that we'll go into the not even conspiracy theories because it's straight up on paper what happened I mean, on yeah. paper i mean so well, i think we kind of just need to explain people what started recording what happened yeah but I'll yeah get into that first and we'll hit 
like so when and why they started recording. So dear, so a day before his birthday, uh, January twenty sixth, two thousand sixteen, two thousand sixteen. Uh, so the and uh, so Lavoy Finicum was in a two truck convoy. That's another thing they keep calling it a two truck convoy. That's another. That's all. That's all. That's a, that's a trip. Word. That's a yeah. It's a buzzword. A convoy. <laughs> it's not just two trucks driving. It's a convoy of two trucks. I'm when I think convoy, I'm thinking a freaking column of tanks coming up to when fight. I think convoy. Berlin. I think at least ten. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking of a military troop movement deal. Yeah. Well, and that's well, that's yeah. why they use that because they that call them military. Word, yeah. So. yeah. I I don't I don't call two vehicles a convoy i call that a pair of rigs i mean even if it was a if two even trucks. if it was two military vehicles that's not a convoy no that's just one guy that doesn't know where to go and following the only guy that knows what's going on yeah okay so yeah okay so the con the convoy quote I'm gonna, quote on i'm gonna start saying that like hey let's make a convoy on down to taco bell yeah got a convoy going to taco bell <laughs> you follow so, me we'll make a convoy on down to so to come and go. So the occupa- so the so the convoy included occupation leaders. It had Amon Bundy, Ryan Bundy, uh Shauna Cox, Ryan Payne, and two supporters, Victoria Sharp and Brian Cavalier. Their intention was to speak at a public hearing in John Day, Grant County. Finnicum was driving. He was in. So Finnicum was in front. I heard in a yeah. thing that they were ho- because one of the people that was driving the other. So Amon Bundy and uh, I think Cavalier and the driver were in the rear vehicle. The driver of the rear vehicle was actually an FBI informant for some. So another wow, another thing. Well, and they were hoping. Okay, this is this is what pissed me off about it. They kept saying that this wasn't this wasn't planned that they weren't planning this like this was just we saw them leave so we need to go get them. Well, they were hoping, but later they said that they were hoping that the FBI informant would be in the lead car so he could stop the rear car easier. Yeah. Which, well, I also read that they had they used this plan, the roadblock. Uh, they originally had this plan for a different road in a different county. Yeah, but the but, county sheriff was actually kind of on their side. Yeah, it was on yeah, that county, that county sheriff, side. Best of what I've watched. Mm-hmm. You think he was on LaVoy's side? That's just what they say. Well, no, uh, no, no. Original, no. There was another county another they were going to have it in, but Not, the one that it happened in, they switched it because the other sheriff was on LaVoy's side. One of them sheriffs was an asshat yeah he so that's probably the one that they they did the the, did it it was supposed to be in grant county the roadblock was and that's that's 100 set up besides why would you have the roadblock set up here and and then come out surround you have the red dots on you and everything else and then he says you know i'm going to talk to the sheriff come go with me otherwise shoot me now but yeah. I'm going to talk to Sheriff, and he leaves. Mm-hmm. They got the big roadblock where he can't pass through, mile and a half down the road. Yeah, while a helicopter is surveilling, like exactly, like oh, a helicopter was just in the area. Oh, yeah. hey, call him to come. Yeah, no. you you can't really hide a helicopter too. They know that, you're that there. FBI agent is going like, okay, we're going, we're going, start the plan. Yeah. Well, and even in so I uh, I found this. It was uh, I might not get it right, but it was the Oregon. Oregon Live 
it's a, a like if you look up a lot of stuff about Lavoie Finicum, it should be one of the first things that pops up. And uh, so this was actually like a lot, like it has a lot of quotes in the hearings of like the people involved, like the officers and like the FBI agents and stuff. Well, another thing, they don't, two of the officers involved in this, two of the main officers are still employed. One of them actually got a promotion to captain at some point, but we don't know their names because, so in this stuff, they only call them officer one and officer two. Well, at one point I saw this, uh, officer one, I believe when he was talking about it, they were, he was talking about the plan. He said that we had a plan in place to capture these people. And he said, this was after, this was after the, uh, had shots had been fired. So during it, uh, there was, I think in the whole thing, we'll get into it, but there was eight shots fired at the whole thing or nine shots. And then there were, they were shooting rubber bullets and they were trying to shoot flashbang canisters at okay. them. Before we well, get I'm into, trying to get to this before we part. get it. Well, sorry, but we, okay. we kind of need to explain the chase. Well, no, I'm explaining what I was getting into that they call it in after he said there wasn't a plan the next day, he said the vehicle assault option was, well, we, we, we kind of made that. Okay. So he said, quote, the vehicle assault option wasn't in the original plan. Quote, we kind of made that plan up on the fly. So that's my way. So I was trying to so move into that. It was a plan, but it wasn't a plan. The day was basically what they were saying. <laughs> yeah. But okay. We need to explain the chase because mm -hmm. we're kind of getting all over the place. Yeah. First, Okay, on January 26, 2016, like we said, it was uh, Lavoie Finnicum driving the front car with Ryan Bundy and a couple others. I think, it was, I think there was, including Lavoie, I think it was five people. In that one, in that one vehicle? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then also a vehicle behind him with the driver being a FBI informant. Yeah. So... What happened was a there was a uh, ambush, basically. Yeah, pretty much. It was like a traffic, a mm -hmm. federal state traffic yeah. stop with the FBI and the mm -hmm. state police there, and uh, they wanted them to surrender right there. But like Doug said, Lavoy stated that he was going to go see the sheriff, and I'm gonna. He's like, I'm gonna he's do going that, to that or you're gonna, or you can shoot me now. Yeah. And he continues to go, but the vehicle behind him that was that had the FBI informant as the driver stopped, and everybody in that vehicle was arrested, except for except the for him, yeah, because he was an informant. I bet that was a. I bet they were looking at him with some. I bet they were pissed. Eyes. I and, you know been. the the road that they set all this up on if you if you watch the live footage and everything of it snow was waist deep or yeah knee deep anyway two lane road he couldn't go around i mean it was it was mm -hmm. they had it all set up so so after they after that one stopped and amon bundy and uh cavalier after they surrendered then lavoy continues yeah and uh, I can't Driving. remember. Yeah, 
I can't remember who surrendered. It in was their it was Bun- car. it was Eamon Bundy and Ca- and Brian Cavalier. No, in, he was in, in the car. Was car. Well, no, that happened. So I think he started le- he start when he he started driving and he stopped again, and that's when one yeah. of the people left. This is when they shot that a rubber bullet came in and actually hit the guy who was getting out, and that's why he got out. Like I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm assuming he asked Eamon Joe Boyd had looked like he had a stroke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was know. in he was in the car with LaVoy. Okay. Him, the daughter, and the older woman. Mm-hmm. Whether it's LaVoy's wife or who it was. I don't think it was LaVoy's wife. Okay. But he was in the vehicle and they never exited the vehicle. It was until after LaVoy had been shot already. Mm-hmm. They shot him three times in the back. And they shot some of the gas bullets, tear it, yeah, gas it bullets, was, and stuff it like was that. The pepper spray that yeah. that got shot. I mean, because they was they the was top. sitting back there recording it on their yeah. cell phones the whole time. Well, because I'm because I'm because that happened. Like, yeah, that was after he shot, but I'm pretty sure Lavoy let somebody out before yeah. he got to the roadblock. Okay. The one I was talking about was that. Ryan Payne. Ryan yeah. Payne got out, and. uh the remaining ones were Ryan Bundy, Shauna Cox, and Victoria Sharp. We're still in with uh, Finnegan because, I mean, they they still wanted to be in it. They still wanted to go see the sheriff and thought that they would be able to. Well, and they've also kind of already been shot. I mean, not not with a live round, but they've had been shot at. Yeah, and, and- after. After they were shot at with that pepper spray round, it uh, that's when Ryan Payne gets out, and then the other three in the uh, in the car start recording. Yeah, and that's the reason they start recording because they were shot at with some kind of bullet. I mean, unless it's hard you, to tell what it yeah, is. Yeah, unless you just see the bullet. Like after it hit or something, mm-hmm. you don't really know what it is. Yeah, and I mean, I guarantee you they thought they were getting shot at with live rounds at some point, mm-hmm. even after this or whatever. But they start recording because of that, and Lavoy keeps going until he uh, hits go hits that roadblock a couple miles up. Yeah, and at that point he. He swerves and he starts to swerve and I have a point on yeah. that. Look, see, and that's the thing. This took so much looking and digging because everywhere you look, it will say that that he swerved and hit the bank because there was a roadblock. Only one place I could find, and this is and this was in the report. Like if you actually find the actual report, it says this. They actually shot at him three times. Yeah. Bef- while he was driving, they were, that's when this guy says that. Uh, that's when the guy said the vehicle, the vehicle assault option thing. So he was coming up. The guy said, "Off." Because uh, there's one of the guys walking out across the snow uh, to the side, and he cut the vehicle to go around on the left yeah. side. Officer one said, "Quote: I shot, I shot his. Uh, I wait. Said he shot at Finnicum's truck." on approach to the roadblock to get the truck to apply the brakes. So he got what he wanted. So mm-hmm. like, so he's driving up and they never say that he was shot at when he went into the bankment. They said he just went there 
as an attempt to go around. They'll like they're not even saying we don't know why he went into the embankment. No, they're straight up saying that he was going to try to go around but got caught. No, he got shot at and then turned. Then uh, one of the guys, one of the officers yells bail, bail, bail for some reason, and they start getting down because they think he's going to run into the roadblock. That's when that one jumps to the side. Mm-hmm. And in the video, you can see the truck almost looks like it almost it basically almost hits the officer. Yeah. And they thought it did. The officers thought it did hit him, but it didn't. That's that's on uh, one of the con- uh, news press conferences. That's, that's when we. Uh, assessed that he was trying to turn the vehicle into a deadly weapon. Yeah. But he had just got shot at with a deadly weapon. Yeah. So, and that's the thing, like has, like, I'm sure they said, get out of the vehicle or whatever before, but I don't, it was slick and snowy. It's going to take you a while to slow down from 50 mile an hour. Mm Yeah. Well then, and he, in the video, I mean, he almost immediately gets out Mm -hmm. and, I'm thinking somebody who's getting shot, like, he has his hands up. He gets out with his hands up. And another thing to point, uh, I don't know if I have this uh, on this deal that I found, but, uh, no, here it is. So um, so after he got out, one of the officers also that was there, Officer 1, said that he was at, because he was worried about the guy that almost got hit. He thought he did. Mm-hmm. Well, he even said twice that he slipped while he was on the... Uh, and bank the bankman. Yeah. Well, so when Lavoy gets out, he has his hands up, and they say everywhere you look, he kept putting his hands down, going towards his jacket, getting up. Well, if you're on a weight like freaking ankle deep embankment in Oregon, like of course you're going to be falling, and it's instinct to put your hands arms down while you're like, because if he's falling, then Lavoy's probably falling too, slipping. Yeah. And they keep they keep saying that he was going for his pockets, his yeah. Uh, Coat he pockets. Ca- they said he carried a nine yeah. millimeter on the left it a, side. It was a Ruger S SC nine, yeah. I believe. Was it the firearm in a, sh- in a shoulder holster? On and the they didn't. Side. They didn't know that he had the weapon. They just assumed that he had the weapon yeah. because they had, they had informants that said that he did carry one. Yeah. So they and knew the where pictures they I, the pictures I'd seen of it before. He usually carried a six gun on his right hip, yeah. but they never saw it. They never saw it. Like they never got visual confirmation. Yeah. They just until after. Had, yeah, They're until after. On, at that time, they were going on hearsay that he did yeah. carry one, but, and he did. He did have one. Apparently, he did have one on him. Well, then that's a, that's the thing that I was kind of going to say. But who's who 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 says that he who says he had it on him? By now, they you find know, by now you know adrenaline from everybody's running. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like when they so after they shoot him and they find like they find like they're like oh yeah he had a gun on him. Well, we're going to get into this later, too, but they these people and the, the government itself isn't not going to lie. And we know in this case and in, in just in this case, we know they lied. There was there's stuff that they lied about. So why wouldn't they lie about the gun? I mean, because I'm pretty sure the, the, the Finnegan family still says that he wasn't they say he wasn't reaching for a gun and he didn't even have one. The gun that they said that was his. He didn't even have it on him, hmm. which I don't know. I'm. I'm pretty sure he probably did, but I mean, I, but I mean, you're on it. I mean, he's already got shot at th- five times now. Cause I also, when he got out of the vehicle, another officer, an FBI agent actually shot two rounds and one, uh, it, and one of those actually sh- uh, shrapnel hit one of the passengers, hit Ryan, Bundy. Ryan Bundy. Yeah, so he, he was... had, so now he's been shot at into an embankment 
and been shot at while he was getting out with his hands up. So if, even if you want to say he was reaching for a gun, he got shot at because in the video he gets out and has his hands up. So at that point, he'd already been shot three to- five times without even having a chance to even go for his gun. We're going to have to take a quick ad break, wow, Kato. Thank you. Long... Thank you for that rant. <laughs> Thank a... you. All right. We're back for our final segment of this episode. Um, Hopefully. Bef- before we took our ad break, Jada was talking about how Lavoie, Finnicum, the roadblock and everything, and how he was shot at five times before he even stepped out of the vehicle. No, no. He had gotten shot at was three times. Was you not times. paying attention? I was. I forget <laughs> figures and numbers. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, so not good summary. You want to so, do my taxes? Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you allow me to do your taxes, you you're will pro- get you're, Yeah, you're going to jail. Or- you're going to get a $150,000 uh, return on that. Oh, but you'll- the IRS will show up to your doorstep yeah. arm. That- and you're going to stand behind <laughs> That's the trade. Well, I'm, not too, I'm not entirely sure I'm too scared of the IRS armed based on those videos. I'm not entirely sure I'm scared of any federal agent armed. Yeah, not when I have a... C4 Roomba. Anyway, allegedly. allegedly. In Minecraft. Okay. Wait. Okay. No, I, I'm no, we're not getting into that. No, continue. Yeah, continue. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Lavoie, okay. So Lavoie's been shot at, or the people, the car, his truck has been shot at three times, uh, five times. So three times by a FBI agent saying he wanted basically to get him to stop. This forced him into the embankment, probably to try to avoid the roadblock because they're shooting at him. Well, then, as soon like in the because you go watch the video, the live footage of the helicopter, right when it almost almost right when he crashes, uh, the door opens. He gets out. At that time, he's shot at twice. Both of them miss. One of them ricochets and hits um, Ryan Bundy. Brian Bundy. So now, so and now everything. A lot of there's a lot of info about this time this time period, uh, but it happens relative like pretty quick in the video. So basically, uh, one of the one of the officers gets out a taser. They're basically kind of surrounding him. He's going to go try to tase him. All the while, Lavoie is, has his hands up, and they say he's kind of going down and reaching to his jacket. But again, he's on a slippery he's, embankment. He's taking the left hand. They say he's reaching across. Yeah. So, so the so then uh, they're kind of. I saw one of the one of the officers said that he was kind of worried about crossfire because they were like on either side of him, and then the other guy had come around that was going to try to tase him. Well, then Lavoie Finnicum turns to the guy with the taser, and then that then they say for the second or third time he reached into his jacket again. Well, then one of the officers shot two rounds at him, and almost and when the around the same time as the first round from that one officer, an FBI agent shot one round at him. So he was shot three times in the back. So one officer shot twice and the other one shot once. Yes. Okay. They were, they say, and because they felt, um, they felt they were in danger and the officer with the taser was in danger or who might've been an agent. I don't know. But so, and I think after I think it was like what ten minutes after he had shot, they get they yeah that's tried when they administered medical attention. medical attention. But I'm pretty sure he was ten minutes later. He's yeah three gunshots so, to I'm one, assuming one the back of the started. chest. Yeah, yeah. Some, he was shot again. He was shot in the back. Mm-hmm. Three gunshots to the back, 
Uh, and I'm assuming it was either a nine two of mil. Was, two of them was up high, and the one that hit down low, they said, wiggled around, hit some arteries, and even clipped the heart. I think one was a pit. One was a uh, handgun, and one was an AR. Okay, so I think it was like a, probably with a nine mil and a two two three th- round. Yeah, and yeah, ten minutes later, he's already all his blood is just gone from his body. Yeah, there's no bringing him back from that also i'd like to point out i don't know why this is relevant but i also think it's kind of funny because they were testifying officer one when he was testifying he said that he uh quote i recall being startled by a loud noise to my right and in quote <clears throat> so testimony revealed that the officer hadn't mentioned he, he had never mentioned in the investigation that he had ever been startled by anything but he said it months in to the investigation like mm-hmm. into the like the hearings and stuff i don't really know what he's talking about but like if he's saying i, I get to me it's like he's implying that the start the noise some kind of noise was happening or something that made him on edge that made him shoot or something i don't know mm-hmm. it was just weird i just kind of want to mention it but so and then then all the while now the people are still videotaping in this car in the truck and they're I mean, and like you Where's can watch that these. footage. You can actually you yeah, can watch really? it. Yeah, yeah, you, can you watch could. It. You couldn't you watch, watch it. it. You couldn't watch it until way after the like. I think it first was available in like 2017 or something. And one of one Probably of the press conferences of the... where they go through all of it, they tell right up front that they kind of do some chopping of the scenes and putting into sequence and this and that and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we might yeah. not... And then they'll be like, oh, well, you're not... Uh, you don't want to watch the whole thing because it kind of gets boring or something, but they're cutting it up like they want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A police chase but, gets boring. Yeah. But you can also watch all the footage on the cell phone from the lady recording and everything that was said. He tried numerous times. I'm going to the sheriff. I'm going to the sheriff. You can go there or shoot me now. I'm going to the sheriff. You got that bullseye, or that red dot on me. Shoot me. Take me out now. But I'm going to go talk to the sheriff. Come go with us. Yeah. I think it was. I think. I, I think don't think he was. They martyred him is what they did. Yeah. To I me, they just martyred him. Yeah. They well, may yeah. Have made an ass out of their self. And honestly, they could have said, you know what? That's a good idea. Let's go talk to the sheriff. You care if we follow her behind you? Yeah. Follow him and make sure he goes and where go he says there he's going. And sit down and let's. Let's get some cameras in there and let's talk this thing out. I want to know. I don't because I didn't. I don't. I didn't hear anything like the officers were saying. But what? What was? Did they get like? Because he, he has to have a reason to be stopped. I don't. I mean, yeah, because he was on, uh, like he was on this property, which I guess that could be like the charge, like occupying it. But the thing is, that how like. That, like, of course they know because the FBI informant. But the thing is, they didn't know it at the time. He didn't know it. So how, what's the reason for the stop? They have no legal right to stop him. And and then they're already shooting at him before he even had... Uh, I don't here's know. another another thing. Now that, D- Doug, now that you've mentioned it, if I were, you know, say, lead man on that officer team, I would say, like, hey, you know, let's actually go down to the sheriff because in my in my mind... And if I placed myself in their mindset and, and their shoes, I would think, okay, he, if we're going down to see the sheriff, we're going down to the courthouse where there's a jail already there. There's 
numerous other armed officers and that if we really want to take the guy, that would be the place to take him Absolutely. instead of out on this road right here. Absolutely. But for some reason, that's not how they work. They that's not how any they need it now. They need, they need it now. now. They never they want they it's like they're it's like they're subconsciously pushing their power like no, it's a I'm trip. going to take yeah, you. Yeah, it's a power I'm not trip. gonna follow you. And, yeah. And they make an ass out of it every time and they get away with it. Look at Waco. I remember was it Je- was it Janet Reno? Yeah, was Bill was Clinton's good. old battle axe. I watched her state right there on TV. Well, the military mistakenly shot an incendiary round in there. They didn't realize it was an incendiary <laughs> round. Okay, I'm pretty sure our troops are, are trained better than that. They were given an order to shoot a incendiary incendiary round into there they didn't do it by mistake no and those rounds are are colored different but they but they have a tip different like the tips colored different i mean they're trained better than that guys i don't care if it's on our ground or or who or foreign country they're trained better than that janet reno stood up there and lied to she was a sorry bitch (laughs) amen speaking of speaking of lying so the two shots well, for one, you can't find it. They never lied about the first three shots. You just can't find it anywhere. But the sec- the two shots after he was getting out that hit that one of them ricocheted. Mm-hmm. Uh the it was an FBI guy that did that. They never they said that they actually said they didn't shoot. They told their people, they told everyone I did we didn't fire or I didn't fire those two rounds. Well, then if you watch the footage, too, after the shooting in the helicopter, you can see the FBI agents, all, a bunch of them, gathering together and huddling up and doing some stuff. And you can see multiple times some some of them p- bending down and look like they're picking something up. Hmm. See, the, they didn't leave those shell casings there. And then only later did it turn out that they actually did fire and they got in trouble for it. I mean, probably not... Well, I mean, again, the FBI is investigating. Guess what? Got the FBI two week, two weeks pay, no work, administrative pay. leave. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you get they said to sit there at was home two, and be paid. Two empty cases not accounted for. Yep, and they said they like were they told their people like, no, we didn't, we didn't fire our weapons, and then somebody's wearing those for a necklace. <laughs> Yeah, probably. But again, they just they. I mean, that this is the that doesn't when I shot it. That doesn't sound it. like a that doesn't sound like a that big of a lie, but it is. You're shooting at a U.S. citizen that you've already forcibly. I mean, they obviously they they literally forced them into an embankment. They intimidated the crap out of this man. Yeah, yeah. they they just you know seriously cooler heads could have prevailed and said. Guys, stand down. He's going to the sheriff anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's go with him. We have a helicopter sir, on him. It's sir, not like he's going to get away. Sir, Mr. Lavoy, do you mind if we go with you? We'd like to sit yeah. in on this conversation. He's in a Dodge I Ram. Bet, he's I, not escaping. I bet you 100. Yeah, that transmission's about to blow anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Sorry. Guarantee, I guarantee he would have said, Let, yeah, let's go. Because none of them tried to. Yeah. Tried to. At any time. They, you're invited. Come. Come sit down with us. Come talk with us. Come have. It's we'll a meeting. They're going to. Absolutely. It's not like they're just going to go up there and be like, "Hey, can I talk to the sheriff?" No, it's at a meeting that anyone can go to. Mm-hmm. 
it just seems like once in a while they need to swing their weenie or something, don't it? It's every. Yeah. It's not a once in a while. It's just damn near every time. Well, I mean, every but, time a religious place or religious people is named, they have to really yeah swing that one hard. But you look at any like traffic stop ever, and they're always like. I mean, I've I've had some. I mean, a lot of cops I've met have been perfectly fine and good people and they're 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 not there like a lot of the time there are people in the police force that are like no bullshit they're just like hey this is what happened i'll let you off with a warning mm-hmm. or like hey just don't do that but a lot of the times you see it <laughs> half the time it's like i mean they just come up like you said swinging their dick here's the thing so notice i've noticed i've been pulled over numerous times not very many but fair enough my fair share Okay, the ones that I hate interacting with the most... State troopers. State troopers and above. Yep. Okay, state troopers and above are asshats. Now, I... What do you mean above? Like, federal. Federal level. Like, like... Like agents. Which I've never had any... FBI. I allegedly have never had any... Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) but... I've been stopped. I got stopped. Okay, this road out here that goes up to the old feed store yeah okay i was going down that road that road's a 40 mile an hour speed road i was going down that road 60 mile an hour in my little blue ford ranger well you're a butthead then yeah i should be arrested i was 18 years old okay hold your ass in well anyway i was flying down that road expired tags oh yeah tail wide out oh yeah and the guy let me off with a warning i'd have you you in the chair by morning it was a county sheriff that is so authoritarian. See, that's oh, exactly. I mean, Doug's like, but that's you're, the, I mean, ele- you're in the electric chair for that. Yeah, Doug's, yeah. Doug's like, Doug's like, damn that overreach. But you have a tail light out. And that was speedy. a Ford Ranger too. That's a freaking Ford <laughs> Ranger too. Yeah, you should have been executed yeah. oh my on God. the spot. Face <laughs> yeah. the no wall. Tri- wouldn't have been no trial. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Fair enough. But, but like, had a but gun. I was just jamming gears and passing queers. Okay, nice. I'm pretty sure there's probably free bird playing. Oh, oh, well, then I'm gonna let you off with a warning. You're out there queering around. This guy, this guy knows what's up. I'm gonna let him off with a warning. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna run his plate. Is that Leonard Skinner? <laughs> yeah, drive, drive safe, son. Have a good yeah. afternoon. Pretty pulled over, doesn't turn down Leonard Skinner whenever the cop pulls, gets up there. You're fine. Go on. <laughs> but son, like, son, if you can hear me, drive safe. Okay, slow it down a little. But uh. But what? like I've seen videos of officers, and they it's like they get something in their they get something in their head. Like I saw one guy, he was from Canada, and he was visiting. He was driving Canada, like eh? a, he was driving a sports car. Well, he pulled him up. It was a, in California. They pulled him over, and for some reason, this officer was like, "He's like, uh, can I have your license?" He's like, well, I don't have my I don't have a, a driver's license. I have my Canadian driver's license and then i have my whatever you need to drive well for one canada you if you're in canada and you come to the states you don't need the international driver's license but mm-hmm. he had one anyways and he's just like well do you need a you need a california driver's license he's like no i don't and he's like yes you do and he did everything short of arresting this guy like he detained him he got his uh detaining is is a arre- yeah I mean, come on. well see and what i'm going with this is even if the police officer or the agent or whoever, even if they're wrong, it doesn't matter until after everything's over. Yeah, they have a power trip. Right they have there. a power trip. So, like, even if you know the law to the T, as it doesn't yeah. matter how long you said, you could show them the statute, the the like, look, our, our Article Ten, whatever, this, that, and this, and they're just like, no. And even when they're when their person comes, 
they're they're when like a supervisor comes, they're obligated to be on their the their officer side. You didn't respect my for authority. The most, yeah. So you need to do what the officer tells you to do, even if it's completely illegal. And then, I mean, yeah, you're probably comply, if you, comply if, now. Get get yeah. it sorted out later. Yeah, but want. I mean, you're probably going to get paid a bunch of money. But that's hoping you don't get your freaking brains blown out because you're not complying. That's true. Oh, I'm going to arrest, <laughs> and then like I hate the detain. Oh, you're just detained. Be like, oh well, let me just arrest you. Let me just arrest you without arresting you until I can find something to arrest you for. I also saw one video of a lady cop pulling over a motorcyclist where he had another state. He was from a different state. He had that state's uh, driver's license. Mm -hmm. And the lady's like, but you need uh, this state's driver's license. And he's like, what? No. No, I don't. This works all across the country. She's like, oh, I'm pretty sure you need this state's driver's license. Yeah. And I was just and like, are they, you retarded? Sure and then they, ass. I hate this the most. Every officer at some point when some when these videos come out, they will always say, You looked nervous for some reason. They always use ner being being nervous is not a nothing illegal about that. But for some reason, because I look nervous, that means I'm breaking some sort of I law. Have a I get condition. nervous if my wife tells me I got smelled like beer on my breath. I get nervous as a whore in church. Yeah, I, I, I just of course I'm gonna get nervous when a cop stops me. Well, okay. It's because Okay, I'm I get nervous human. when I see a I wanna, cop. I want to point this out. So, yeah, I want to point this out. I've said this before on the podcast, but I'm going to say it again. Okay, so if the police, if law enforcement's job is to serve and protect, okay, then why do you get so scared and nervous if you see somebody that's supposed to serve and protect you? Yeah. Because they got because to meet a quota. They got because they're law enforcement. They're not peace officers. Because you're, they're either, not, they're you're not either going caregiver. to jail. You're either going to jail. Or you're getting, or a getting a bunch of losing a bunch of money, or getting killed, well, or getting killed, maybe. But here's that's one, my thing is, it's literally in the name, law enforcement. Their job is not to protect you. Their job is to enforce the law, protect the state's assets. And it's been proven in in multiple courts, even the Supreme Court, that they do not have a legal obligation to protect you. It used to be to serve and protect, but now it's not. Now it's law enforcement. Yeah. But I get to shaking like a sissy in boys because uh, he uh, like we, like we said earlier, what was what was it? Uh, buzzwords, yeah. buzzwords, buzzwords work really good in getting someone's attention and calling something bad, but it works the other way too. A buzzword, serve and protect. Yeah, oh yeah, that's all they have to say, yeah. and it's not like that's a that's serve and protecting isn't like that's the what they go by. That's just something they can print on in a car. I can print that on my freaking. Yeah. Uh, F two fifty. J Dub. I'm not going to serve or protect anybody <laughs> other than myself. Um, I think that's a good point to wrap this up. If anybody doesn't have anything else, yeah, I've got some ranching to do. I got to go feed. Yeah, <laughs> Doug's got to go feed. So, so J Dub. Well, well, final, 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 final thoughts. Final, final thoughts. thoughts. Okay, let me think about this. Okay, so, uh, it, I. The, uh, well, for one, I wanted to mention too. Everyone that most of the people that were involved in this thing got arrested. Even the people that were back there, they all got arrested pretty much, except for the driver who was an informant, which is bullcrap. But I don't know what has come of all this, and we could talk about all the court and all the stuff still going on because there's still stuff like wrongful death lawsuits and all kinds of stuff going on. But we don't really, we're not lawyers or anything, so we don't really know about that. 
So, I'll be honest. Kind of retarded. We're kind of retarded. Yeah. But again, <laughs> like every other thing with Duncan Limp, Waco, Ruby Ridge, uh, Las Vegas, well, not in really the Las Vegas shooting. Yeah, really the Las Vegas shooting. But basically shooting. the Las Vegas shooting, the, the freaking Fast and Furious. Go watch any of those episodes. Listen. And... Well, yeah. Go go listen to any of those episodes, and if if you just connect this episode and those episodes together, just it's it's like we're it's like we're repeating the same thing every time. It really, but is. because it's happening and it happens like this every single time. There, there, the the government has the, the they says we're, well, they're saying we serve you, they protect and serve us, but that's all. All it is is like I want. I don't know. Just fuck them. I hate, I hate to cut you off. I want to write out an outline of like similarities. So like the same things that happened during all these things. Mm-hmm. And it's an outline. And then the next time something like this happens, be like, okay, does it meet the outline? And yeah. it, like, just watch does it, it meet this criteria. The only yeah. people that aren't doing anything in this other than in JFK is the CIA. And that's only because they're screwing over everyone else in the rest of the world. The yeah. CIA on, does. A high, on a higher financial level. Yeah. They're, just, they're a little, FBI is more of a hands-on mm-hmm. trigger man. Yep. The CIA is more on a on CIA, a financial they're, level. Yeah, they're also, planning out different like insur- insurrections and yeah. stuff. Yeah. They're too busy for If that, I'm a local. terrorist, then where's my CIA funded guns yeah. and drugs? Also again, uh when you mentioned like stuff that could be the same in the yeah. episodes, uh I just I forgot about this. It's not that big of a deal, but the some of the FBI agents and some of the agents that were involved in this were a part of the FBI hostage team. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think there was any hostages in this situation. Never, never, ever, so why the ever. F is there a hostage team there? Is there Wasn't there a hostage to... team? There was a hostage in, team in Waco. In Waco. What the hell? All right. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Anything about your tank? Yeah. No, I'm not. No, I'm it's thoroughly late. They, they won't lick them. <laughs> He usually says it. I just wondered yeah. if he forgot. I'm I've sorry. been trying to get away from it. Thank you. Oh, come on. Thank you. Good. That's, that's that's like your catchphrase. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I want to be known by that. Or <laughs> the economic forum can lick my tank. Well, because you guys all look J-Dub at me and be like, it'd be like, you're, like, well, because y'all, everyone always looks at me like your taint, and I'm just like, okay, I guess I'll have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> say the line. Say the line. I shouldn't have started it. J Dub, say it. it come it's on. not special if I do it all the time. Okay. Uh, it's pretty special. It'll always be. It's special. a special taint. <laughs> I. Uh, my turn. Yeah, go ahead. Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts is, um, we are losing our property rights, our rights in general. There are times when we need to band together as a community, as neighbors, as friends, as family, property owners. I don't care whether it's your your garden in your backyard whether you're in the city limits or whatever and they try to take that from you if they can take that if they can take the big ones they can take yours you know we've laughed and cut up a lot here to last of this but it, it is serious and whenever you're invited to go sit down with your local, your county law enforcements, and you, you don't take that opportunity to go to these forums and, and listen and have these conversations and and these discussions, 
you only have yourself to blame. Uh, they were given opportunities. Hey, we're going to the sheriff. Come go with us or shoot me now. You know, I, I wouldn't have said that, but to me, it would have been a good time for the FBI agents to say, you know what, let's just, let's just take it down a notch. Everybody host your weapons. The man has invited us to go with him to the local law enforcement. Sir, as a peace officer, a law enforcement officer, whatever you want to call me, I'm going to take you up on that. We'll follow you and make sure you have safe passage to there. We'll meet you at the courthouse or at the sheriff's office. And we'll have more dialogue about everything that's going on. Because, listen, when this, when this property is lost, it's not, we're not getting it back. Mm-hmm. As citizens, you, me, your neighbor, nobody else is going to get this back. It's going to belong to a, an agency, a government agency, or it's going to belong to a foreign country. Chinaman. Big, China, big corporation. Chinaman. China there you go. Not or it's going to belong to a wealthy politician. Bill that's going to run. That's going to run dope and whores out of it. Sign me up. Just kidding. That's that was a joke. I'm sorry. Gosh. I might. I should, probably shouldn't have quit on that. But that's what yeah. I'm going to stop. <laughs> Jacob, thank you, hey, thank you for inviting me on too. I appreciate it. I hope we had. I enjoyed it. I hope the the uh, listening crowd does. Well, thanks for coming on, Douglas. Um, you better get to your ranch and tend to them cattle. Got stock to feed us. Got to feed the American people. Exactly. With that, Douglas is leaving the building. Doug has left the building. Jacob. Uh, I don't. Closing statements. I don't have much. Just you know, this is one of those things that didn't have to go down the way it did. It's just it. It's a tragedy that it ha- that it did go down this way. One of but, numerous I mean, tragedies that went down the exact same way. Yeah, and it. If you don't know by now that this is just what they're up to, this is just kind of what they're doing anymore. And I mean, we've talked about ones that have happened in the past, but this one happened fairly recently. Mm-hmm. 2016, that was seven years ago. Might not seem like, or it might seem like a long time ago, but really it's not too long ago. No. And you think, you think it's not going to happen around there, around where you're at, but. You know, it. you never think it's going to happen until it does. Exactly. But, I mean, I just I also want to say thanks, everybody, for listening. I mean, podcast. this podcast is really uh, just one of those that is flawed by design, and I really like it. Aren't we all? Aren't we all just a little, got, got a little tism, a little flaw, just flaked in there, you know? Um, guys, as I always say, thanks for listening. J-Dub. Yes. TikTok real quick. Uh, my TikTok and uh, Twitter is jdub underscore seventeen seventy six. Um, also, I want to shout out the um, Finnicum's daughter again. Uh, go on TikTok. It's one cowboy's daughter. One cowboy's daughter. Um, guys, check out our Instagram page ran by Dan. Um, or Dan, not damn. Sorry, Dan. Damn. 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 Uh, run by Dan Panther underscore actual. Feel free to email us at thepantherdanpod at gmail.com. Even if you just want to email us, tell us we suck. Email us. We got, we send got us one email. I, I Yeah. 
Jada will lick his own taint if you take, if you <laughs> send us an email. <laughs> Sorry, take out his ribs and um, do it. Yeah, I'll just I'll just deconstruct my body and. Um, you, I'm still shadow banned. Still not a lot of tractions on my posts, but you can find me on TikTok at uh, all lowercase, no underscores, no spaces. Doctor Fauci is a cuck. What's a cuck? Anyway, <laughs> Jacob. Go ahead. You had a plug. Uh, no, it's just uh, next week's episode is going to be a current events. It's going to be me, J Dub, and Carson's going to be on it, and I'm going to try Let's and get go. Russ to get on this one. Carson's always fun. And Cameron's not going to join us. He's got a prior gay pride. Yeah, I've got a yeah. gay pride parade to go to. I wasn't going to call him out, but I guess you guys can. It's fine. You have to be prideful and things like that. Really. I wouldn't be. But, uh. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about current events, uh, stuff that went on this past Are we month. mention the TikTok deal. Have you been hearing about that? The no. government banning TikTok? We'll, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll save yeah. it. We'll, we'll save we'll it because we're, run, we're running low on time. But yeah. okay, that's really. That's all you got? That's all I got for that. Join us next week if you want to listen to that one. Um, guys. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on. Um, you know, go outside, train, touch grass, eat ass, die fast, die fast, <laughs> and uh, grow your own food. We'll see you on the next one. Large balance bass.